Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. I'm Jesse Peterson. Um, we are here every Sunday morning, so make sure you get the word out. I ain't getting emails from around the world by everybody and their mama about the Sunday morning services, and I absolutely appreciate it. If you want to get involved in the dialogue today, you can. You have two choices. You can call 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND, and you can also, or you can email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, on your emails. Also, let the, um, your questions have to be related to today's topic, all right? So, again, it's 1-800-411-BOND, or you can email church at bondinfo.org. Good morning to you guys and ladies. How's everybody? I am so fired up today because I know um, you guys have some good old questions and you had a life this week and you just couldn't wait to get here to answer, to, to share with us. So I'm really excited about it. You know, a friend of mine was telling me this morning, speaking of computers and texting and emailing and stuff. <laughs> oh, God. A friend was telling me that he got an email from a friend of his. And this friend was supposed to be emailing his girlfriend. And he said, you're so fine. And he texted back and said, I know, thank you. But <laughs> the email went to the wrong person. <laughs> That's why I don't be bothering with no computers. <laughs> I don't even send emails. I just pull them up on my computer. So be careful with your emails. You don't want folks to know your business. I'm not, and the person is not here. They live across, way over yonder. Uh, they live across the world. But it was so funny when I heard that. I had to just share that with you. Is that funny to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. They, they save them. The company itself saves them, too, so you can always go back and get whatever. Really? Whatever they save them forever and ever? They save them for a long, long time. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you could be writing some bad stuff. <laughs> uh, is that funny to you, Urban? Is that funny? Sounds funny. <laughs> like I'm the only one laughing about it. <laughs> okay, any questions or anything before we get rolling? Any, anybody had a life this week or anything? Yes, sir. Um, I have a question about uh, inertia. No. Inertia is, I mean, it's a term from science, but it sort of, it sort of means the tendency of things, whatever something's doing, to keep doing that thing. And, I mean, there are a lot of examples of, that, of it, but I think of it sort of like, how people, and I was thinking of myself in particular, and just very different things about how it's sort of easy to do whatever you're doing and for everything to sort of go in your day as it's expected to go. Right. But it's a lot harder if there's some, like, even if something's like very slowly thrown off course, how there's sort of, you sort of react or something gets more difficult. I and mean, there are a lot of examples, like, you know, if you're trying to start, you know, if you, if you suddenly learn you have to go do something, didn't I think you had to do, or if you're trying to start an assignment or a piece of work, you know, after just not having it, you know, it can be really hard to start that and just change gear. And I'm wondering just why that is, like why it's so easy to kind of go along with what you're doing or what's expected, but it's, you know, why does it seem so difficult, you know, why is like inertia such a powerful, powerful thing? So inertia is something that 
is when you repeat things over and over, or is it difficult to start a new project? Think of it as, I guess, I guess, well, <clears throat> scientific terms, inertia is when something's in motion will stay in motion according to Newton's law. Oh, I see. It's like it continues. Yeah. And you it can't does, change stay, it. It doesn't stay the same unless something outside force. Give me an example. Okay, think of it as a, um, an object, say like a ball traveling through a medium, okay? Right. All right, there's no resistance or anything like that, okay? Uh, okay. Unless some other matter uh, counteracts that, then uh, okay. it changes direction. Oh, I see. Yeah. Hey, give me an example in life, personal life. Yeah, say for example, if you're, putting put in the words here, say for example, if you have like um, an attitude towards like, okay, the, the, the sky is blue and stuff, okay? And then somebody comes along and tells you, okay, no, the sky is gray. And then you start to start to think about it and you start to change your attitude. <coughs> That's something like that. And then you start to believe that the sky is gray? Something like that. You start that. to doubt yourself? Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how does that relate to you in your life? Well, that's not exactly what I meant. Think of it like, you know when you're trying to start reading a book, right. and it's like, you know, maybe if you've like, read a book for a while or you read a lot, it's easy, but like starting to read a book when you haven't done it in a while is very hard. Right. Or say, yeah. you know, somebody, you know, your boss tells you to do something, and maybe you're, you know, you're just kind of like going along, you've been doing something for a while, and now this is different and kind of jolts you. Or, you know, just things that sort of, do you sort of see what I'm saying? Like the book thing is a very different one from, but, you know, it just, Anything that kind of like comes up that you know makes you do something different than what you're currently doing. Or I know for me, because of the kind of work I do, I started reading more. But in the beginning, it was difficult for me to do it. I would pick up a book and in a few seconds, I would have so much pain about reading. That's what I mean. Or like when you're writing an article or something. Yeah. It's hardest once you're starting the article. Right. You want to know I mean. why is it difficult getting started? Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, you know, just. I think for me it was because I just wasn't inwardly trained to do it. You know, I had no, it wasn't part of something that I would do on a daily basis. And so I had to develop that nerve or that muscle in doing it. Because now when I read, I really, especially when I read something I like reading, I really enjoyed it. It's no problem at all. Now. It's like maybe my, I don't know, because I noticed that when I first started reading, my mind would be telling me how boring it is, this is hard, you know, and I would feel pain behind it. But I kept doing it anyway, so after a while it just became easy. And you want to know why is it difficult to get started? Yeah, I mean, it's even with things that I do all the time, reading, or, you know, not so much reading, but like, you know, writing or like doing something that I have to turn in to someone. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I mean, maybe it may be like, I don't know if I'm not being very clear here, if nobody else experiences this. Well, Pat, you, you, you understand what he's asking? Yeah, well, for one thing, new activities bring new fears up. Uh -huh. Or for one thing. And also there's maybe if he said it's something he's done before, there's also a unwillingness for human beings to like to work in a certain way. Like you can, you're kind of rolling along in one way. It's not work at that point. It's kind of easy. But to start up something from a dead stop, there's a little more energy oh, involved yeah. in it. You know, it's, it takes a little more to actually push it along. That's a good question, Scott. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that and come back to you. That's a very good question because I've noticed that, too. When you're not accustomed to doing something, it's a little difficult to get doing it, yeah. uh, to get it started. Or even if you've been doing it, stop for a minute, it's hard to roll back sometimes. 
Very good question, man. I don't have a clear answer for you right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not completely clear on articulating the question. I mean, I have some sense of why you know, right. some of these things might be. Why do you say some of it is for you? Well, some of the things are that whatever, in a lot of cases, what I'm going to do or what I'm being called to do is something that I'm eventually going to have to, like, get judged on by somebody. You know, oh, it's something okay. I'm going to turn in. And, I don't know, maybe there's something distasteful about that or... You know, I mean, I, there's there's different reasons, though. I mean, some things, they're just, you know, like maybe uncomfortable to do. Okay. Like, you know, reading something I really don't want to have to read, but I need to read. You know, those kind of things. Okay. I don't know. But Rhonda, you want to respond to that? Oh, okay. Very good question, man. Yes, ma'am. It's the same thing like meditating. Like, when you stop, it's hard to start again. It's hard to start back? Yeah. Yeah, I hear a lot of people say that. Like they get up and they start, they be still and know God, and things start working in life. And they see things clear. Then they stop, and now it's difficult to go back. Um, I think that's because that old mindset, that old nature, had kicked in again, and that old nature doesn't want to really face the truth about itself. It doesn't want you to know that um, it's not real. You know that is, it doesn't want you to be free. So you have like a spiritual nature fighting against the true nature. It's more of a, spirit of a spiritual battle going on there. But that's a good example. I know people who simply cannot get back once they stop. That's why I say if you're not serious about really changing, it's best not to do it. Just do your hoop and hollering prayer. You know, get up in the morning and hoop and holler until you can really, you're ready to really overcome. Otherwise, it seems to be difficult to get back. Yes, sir. Isn't there a kind of security in just doing the same thing over and over again? With some people, the same yeah. thing, it's secure, you're used to it, it's Yeah, comforting. and also, you know what, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to do it the same way, you can't be judged on it. Yeah. And that's what he, Scott was talking about. Mm -hmm. If you, you, know, you get up in the morning and do the same old thing every day, and nobody's going to say anything. Well, some people still say, you know, you're so boring, you do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> people still judge that. Or you judge yourself because you become bored with doing the same thing over and over again. You start judging the situation. Anybody? Else? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, it's, I guess um, I guess the biggest one, the hardest thing to start is uh, at least looking for a new job or starting your own, uh, starting your own business. For in my case, I just went to uh, I just uh, last Monday. I went for a job interview, which was more of a job exam examination, and they okay. I think uh, the company shows interest in me because although they say my typing speed is a little bit a bit low, they invited me in a couple of weeks to re uh, to reschedule while I try. Uh, well, my first advice to you: do not, do not look for a typing job. Right. Get you a manly job. You're too old to be typing. I've been working as a shipping receiving clerk for uh, for the same job for almost eight years. Yeah, but don't go to typing. <laughs> why, uh, why not? Because you're a man. A man should not be typing. A man should not, uh, not... Not going out looking for a secretarial job, you know. Unless you got some other issues. Get a manly job. You're a big muscular guy. You need a man job. Muscular yep. guy? Yeah. A muscular guy? You think I'm muscular? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're a big guy. 
I can't see you somewhere typing. I see him as a truck driver. Yeah, so don't get a typing job. Get a contract, uh, construction job or, or, or repairing air conditions and heaters and uh, you know, knocking down a wall. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, a lumberjack job. Get something like that. All right, don't go for a typing job. Your fingers are too big. They're not that big. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, that one he mentioned about inertia and, and, and those uh, issues. But for me, now that I'm getting back into the meditation mode, I've been seeing that I'm doing it every day, regardless. And there's moments I fail at it. Right. But I still keep going and not to listen to the ideas where it tells me, oh, you're not doing it well enough or right. you're failing. Yeah. I just give in and, and, and do this. And, and lately, um, and it's so easy to get into that cycle, especially when you're in that loneliness state. Yeah. And, uh, and I just have, to, and, and I do agree with what these individuals here have to say about that, that, uh, that, that continuing with the, with the method. And one time I did, I don't even know my body cycle very well, especially when it's time for me to, to go to sleep. And I was meditating. I did fall asleep yeah. at it, but then I didn't resent that. Well, when you're praying, when you're sitting still like that and you fall asleep, just get up and go to bed. No big deal. Right. Yeah, don't, don't, don't fight with it. Don't argue about it. Don't let the devil tell you, oh, it's not working. You're falling asleep. Just get up and go to sleep. Go to bed. Because yeah, that happened while I was actually, while I was sitting, I just then noticed. Yeah. But no, don't make it a big deal, though. Keep it simple. Life is very life is simple, simple, simple. Keep life simple. That's how you survive in life. That's the right way to do it. So don't make a big deal of it. Because if you make a big deal of it, then the devil's going to tell you it's not working. Why bother to pray? Go your way, and you're going to start believing the lie, and then you're going to lose. He's going to play on that. He's always looking to something to play on, to deceive you with, to to keep your ego alive. And I've been having that because I know about this. I knew about it for years, and yeah. then falling away from it, and then getting back into it. It looks like it's making every attempt not to me. It's making every attempt for me not to be serious about That's this. That's right. And if you understood that, you just you know you just go back to it, not thinking anything about it. Mm -hmm. Don't don't pay any attention to your thoughts about it. Why are you lonely? Well, because of, of all the mistakes that I've made, and then. Um, and I have to be careful who I'm associating with because then people I associated with uh, tend to um, uh, judge me very harshly. Or, but then at the same time, uh, then they want to do things that are uh, that I that I know will be counterproductive. What does loneliness feel like? I've been used to it, so I guess for for a while now. Uh, How long have you been lonely? I, I can't say. A lot of years? Mm -hmm. Really? And what does loneliness feel like? I guess, uh, well, for me, at moments I've been resentful about it, but then there's moments I haven't been. I said, no, but what does loneliness feel like? I don't know. I cannot really say. I just know that I, I, I am. That you're lonely? Yeah. Are you lonely for another person, or are you lonely being by yourself? I mean, do you feel like nobody loves you or you don't love nobody? Mm, I used, that used to matter, not anymore. Yeah, but you're just lonely. You just feel lonely. Mm -hmm. 
No, okay. Anybody else feel lonely? I sometimes do. You sometimes I feel lonely. Yeah. And what are you lonely for? I feel what like are you I'm, missing? I feel like I'm all alone. Mm -hmm. I, but I haven't felt like that for a while. So do you feel like you want a lover or you want a friend? Like a friend. A friend. Yeah. A boyfriend or a woman friend? friend? Either. You'll take either one. Mm -hmm. uh, put a name on that list. On the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like you're missing another person in your life? Uh, especially when I see couples. Right. And that, and I would think, oh, it would be nice to have a, a nice friend, you know? Right. A gentleman uh, that would be a friend, oh, a okay. real friend. And, and then I think about it after, I say, I don't want it. <laughs> Why don't you want it? You should have a nice... I night. started as a, afraid of relationships since I came out of that abusive marriage. At this age, you're still afraid of relationships? Hey, can't yeah. anybody do anything to you at this point, right? <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. There's something there. Really? There. Wow. And you're lonely, too? I, I feel like I'm lonely for I, like something deeper. Um, Maybe deeper. a relationship with God or something, I don't know. Are you making that up because it sounds holy or what? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no. No. So, let me ask you ladies, do you get out and, and go salsa dancing and have and go where the men are? No. How are you going to get one then? Oh, that's what they tell me. Why don't you yeah. get out? It's, well, you don't go anywhere. Why not? I go to movies and uh, well, why not I, get out? I like to be home. But then you're going to be lonely at home. Nobody coming by. But I'm not lonely anymore. It, it reminds me of a friend of mine who wanted to be a singer, uh -huh. but he would only do it at the house. And if nobody came by the house, he wasn't going to do it. He, right. You know, they had, to <laughs> they had to discover him at his house. He wasn't going to a stand-up <laughs> club or anything. <laughs> the seniors and I'm going to enjoy Man, myself. You get and out. when that day comes, I don't go. You know, one boring thing about Christmas, mm -hmm. they're boring. They don't get out. <laughs> now they got the word, they lock yeah, away. Right. You know, and, and they want a man, but the man got to, I guess, deliver mail to the house and see you reaching out or something. You got to get out. Now you get out with a different attitude about getting out. You know, you can get out, have some fun, go hiking, go salsa dancing. Uh, and, and still be a good Christian. I have some family member who got saved. And when we had the family reunion, <laughs> as soon as they started, the DJ started to play, they got up and left. And they just mean that they come. And they're going to leave because they don't want to hear the music. Isn't that dumb? You got to get out and live. But now you're going to live with a different mindset. You're going to have some fun. It's not like your identity. If you don't get out, you deserve to be lonely. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm not lonely anymore. That was a while back. But you said you were afraid of relationship. Uh, well, yeah, when I start to think about, do I really want a man relationship, you know? But don't think about it. Mm. Let God provide for you. Because if you think about it, you're going to come up with the wrong ideas. Oh, okay. Thinking about that is not good for you. Well, it's it's like a setup. Fear, actually, when right, that's what thinking would do, bring on fear. Mm -hmm. It was like if you want to build a house and you start thinking about building a house, 
it's not going to happen. <laughs> because you're going to talk yourself out of it. I used to do that when I wanted to start a business. You know, oh, well, I want to start a business. And then I started thinking about it. Then I started asking people about it. That's why the idea is dead. The mind is not, the mind is a thing to waste. It's a good thing to waste. Stay away from the mind. All right. Yes, ma'am. I would say, like, just from listening to everything that we're talking about, and, um, it's touching on a lot of issues. My daughter keeps pointing at me and stuff. Yeah. And um, I, um, uh, on the lonely thing, I went out last night. And I didn't really want to go. I had two places I was invited to go. Um, but I, I got it together and went to one. I had a great time. Yeah. And I stopped myself from thinking about, like, I want a boyfriend and all yeah. of this. I just went and um, was there. And I really like to dance. So I was sitting, I was sitting down and not dancing. And then the whole she came and was like, "Come dance with this guy." And I was, I did that. I was like, "No, no, no." And then I said, "You gotta stop the old behavior." Yes. And I just changed my perspective. Um, and I didn't allow my mind to say, "Well, what is he gonna think? Did he think?" You know, I didn't let myself do all that because that would stop me. Yeah. And so when I saw the guy, it was nothing like what I. It was that old thing. I was like, I knew it. And then I said, <laughs> "Stop it." <laughs> this guy, he was going through the same thing. I could see him going through the same exact thing in his head. Yeah. So we were just doing the two-step and looking all around, not looking at each other. And then finally I said, how do you know the host? And I just did small talk. And yeah. then we ended up talking back and forth. And um, he, you know, started showing, like, not an interest in me as a girlfriend or anything, but just he got out of his head, too, and stopped. Saying, oh, this girl, this is not the type that I wanted. That's She's right. fat or whatever. You know, I even saw his friends when they, when the girl brought us together. His friends was like, <sighs> so in my mind, I started saying, oh, they're saying because she's fat, and I was like, stop all of that. That's right. Cut it out. That's just, you know. And we ended up having a good time. He took my business card, and well, they could we have talked been laughing at him because he may have been afraid to get out the door. And it was, yeah. it was, and a lot of she did a lot of people like that. A lot of people that was way over here that was afraid to talk to people way over there. By the end of the night, we had a good time. People was like, oh, you, you're a great dancer and blah, blah, blah. I think you so, make a very interesting point. Yeah, like, your mind your is telling you something, but it's not true what it's telling you. While the other person's mind is telling, you know, is working on them too, and it's telling them things. And, but your mind is telling you, they're thinking this about you. It's just a bunch of nothing. I'm telling you, the mind is your deceiver. It is absolutely a deceiver. That's why when you sit still and know God, the first thing he does is separate you from the darkness of your imagination so you can see reality. And reality is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And you can go out there, and, and you shouldn't be out looking for a man or a woman anyway. You don't get dressed to go out. A person that gets dressed to go out and look for a man or a woman is crazy. You don't want that person anyhow. You know, God is real, real smart. The one thing about God, he is so smart. He is amazing. He'll add somebody on to you when it's time. So you, you go out because you just want to get out of the house, have some fun, let your hair down, have a good attitude. And I'm not telling you to go out and get drunk and high, but go out and have some fun. Have a good attitude and have some fun. And it will work itself out. And there's somebody else out there with a good attitude, and you'll come together naturally if it's meant to be. But when you're out there on the prior looking, you're going to be thinking all kind of things. You're worried about how you look, worried about yeah. what they're thinking. It's, a, it's from hell. Relax. 
And all of that stop would stop me from enjoying That's the right. time. Like if I think about, okay, so who's going to be here? Is he single? All that? that would block me from enjoy just having a good time. That's right. You know, and I just went well, I'm away. I'm glad you see it. You stay with just, your prayer? Not, I'm still That's doing why the you holy, tripping. holy thing. I'm still doing that one. That's why you're tripping. <laughs> you know, like, I made it past my it. trip. Huh? I made it past the trip. I, I got I, I, but, out there. But God don't want you to trip, though. He doesn't want you to trip. He wants you to be still, relax, and enjoy your life. I did. I'm making it Why past. don't you stay with the prayer? That, that hoop and the holler is not going to work. I do them both. I do, I do it both. But not no, the, the meditation as much. And why not? Just because um, was the thing he started off talking about. Anarsha. Oh, you anarsha too? <laughs> on a lot of things, yes. Don't be not a nausea. Go back I, to the I'm thing that now. works. I do it. The thing that works. And daughter, you, your daughter see a change in you too when you stop praying the right way. You start tripping again. She ain't doing it, so. No, they, you're supposed to set the example for her. Don't worry. She's still young. Let her. She, she wants to point the finger at me all the time. She should. You're the mama. You're the mother. <laughs> Man, it's amazing. You were on fire when you sat still and allowed God to work with you. Now you're letting the devil, because the feel-good feeling is going away, no, you're letting no, the devil no. rob yes, yeah, you from it. I am. I'm still doing it. I just have a lot on my plate, a lot of things. Like when you, a lot God of things can handle everything today. on your plate. Huh? God can handle all that stuff on your he plate. He can handle it all. You can't handle it, but he can I'm pushing my way through. No, don't push your way through. Sit still and allow it to happen. You know, I read something in the Bible last night that talked about those who seek God first, seek his way. He add unto them. He That's just take I care of them. Oh, I know what I was reading. The, uh, Deuteronomy 28. And it talked about the curses and the blessings. 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 And when you, when you be still and know him, he's just going to take care of you. Here's what he will do for you. You just add these things unto you. But when you don't sit still and know him, here's what's going to come upon you. All these curses uh, will come upon you and overtake you. And so it tells me the more I let go and let him, I don't have to worry. He will take care of me. He's given us his word that he will take care of us if we follow his commandments. All that he asks is that we follow his commandments. And it, it's, it's interesting knowing that he will absolutely take care of you, and he will. But you got to follow his commandments. And one of his commandments is that you got to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. And he'll add it. You got to pray. You got to get up in the morning and at night so you can let go and let him do it. Otherwise, it's not going to work. All that other stuff. Even because when you pray, he even say, don't be doing all that stuff. You don't know what to pray for. Just think about when you pray with words. Just think about it. All of it is selfish. It's about nothing. You don't even really know the real things to ask for. You're going to ask for a car. You're going to ask to bless mama, bless daddy. You're going to ask for a husband or a wife. Or you're going to ask for help. Or you're going to be asking for something that's all about you. And that's vain prayer. You don't even know what else to ask for because you can't see what to ask for. So why go through the motion? Isn't that like food for thought? If you really think about your verbal prayers, they're all selfish. Just think about it. None of it is about nothing. You're praying for mama. 
Because if mama die, you're going to hurt. Not because mama's dead. Mama's not going to feel that. You will. I mean, just think about it. If you real, This is why it's so important, important that you get to know yourself so that you can see how selfish we are. It's all, everything you do is about you. You can't get away from it. Is that true or not? Yes. When you're mad at someone, it's about you. When you're happy for someone, it's about you. <laughs> it's not a, that's why he said, why bother with all that stuff? I am God. I can make it happen for you. I'll take care of you. I made you. Why can't I take care of you? Yes. And I'm coming to you. I have not forgotten you, okay? Doesn't it, it says in the... I'm sorry? Um, it says in the Bible that there is a way to pray. Yes. And what is that way? Um, I didn't think you was going to ask me that. <laughs> but it's in there. And well, and you it's know it's, it's in Matthew something, and it says... Um, like, I don't think it's that one that says, Our Father who are in heaven. Let well, that is the one that he it's taught. It's two of them. It's yeah. two. I've seen right. two. And, um, but he taught that to them then because they didn't have the Holy Spirit within them to intercede and pray on their behalf. We have that now. And he will intercede and pray on our behalf because we know not what to pray for. We have a spirit, a teacher in us to do it for us. And so he would do it. Well, I pray like, um, acts, adore God, confess your sins, give thanks, and then supplication, pray for others. All waste of time. First of all, you don't adore God. It's a lie. I mean, you give him Because praise, if you adore, adore God, you will be tripping. If you, you, you respect and trust the person that you adore, right? Right. And so why are you tripping if you adore him? Uh -huh. I'm sorry? You out there, yesterday you had all this issue about the dance thing and all but that. I got off. I, I was able to. I know, but if you already trust him, you wouldn't have to go through that, period. He, would, he wouldn't. That's just the old nature, right? Right. But, but because you have made me aware, Jesse, right. I'm able to see those thoughts and um, <coughs> not combat them, but just. Watch them. Watch it and then make. That's why I said change my perspective. Well, you not can't fall change for it. That. Right, you can't change anything. Watching it would change it for you. You cannot change your perspective. Of yourself, you can do nothing. So you can't change your perspective either. You got to really spiritually see that of yourself, you can do nothing. And I promise, well, I don't want to give you the okay, promise, but I'm not God. But I can assure you that uh, if you can truly, truly see that of yourself, you can do nothing, you would totally relax, never get angry. Never worry, never have doubt, never try to change yourself because spiritually you can see that you can't change yourself. You don't see that yet, and that's why you're still fighting it, fighting it against your perspective. We really can't do anything of ourselves. We really cannot do anything of ourselves. And the sooner you realize that, the freer you become. What are you saying? So, all those well, ways just, you. Like you say that, you say we cannot. And I, I understand what you're saying. If we let allow God to, you know, work on our behalf, we won't, like, with all the things that you just said. But it's like... Another thing about that word, allow. You can't even allow God to do it. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> because if you can allow God to do it, then you can do it yourself. You, we are so... Um, we are so... 
not able to do it ourselves, that we can't even allow him to do it. Because how many people say, well, I'm going to allow God to help me. And you try to allow God to help you. As soon as something comes up, you go mad. You're tripping. Yeah, because you, you don't know how to make the right decision. Right. So you can't even allow him. What you should, could do is ask God to, God, let me want to allow you to do it. Because you can't even do it. You can't even allow him to do it. Just think about how many times you have tried to allow God to do it. I'm going <laughs> to let the Lord help me through this one. <laughs> have you noticed that? This is why you've got to get to know yourself. And you'll see that you really just, you're being controlled by something else. And you're not in control of anything either way. And that's what the, the not you, the ego self, don't want to face. It doesn't want to face that it cannot do anything. It wants to deceive you. So even saying, well, you've got to allow God. I want to allow. You can't allow me to do anything. And if you get to know yourself, you will see that too. Isn't that nice? And it's good to know that I can't do anything on myself. I don't sweat the issue. If I can't do anything, what am I going to be mad about? Why be mad at myself if I can't do anything about myself? All right, I appreciate your patience, sir. Yes, ma'am. So, Jesse, with all that you just said, if you were facing foreclosure, right? What and and with all you just said, you can't do anything. How do you go about dealing with that situation? And there's some decisions you have to make and some things you have to do. How do you deal with that? Good question. Yeah. One step at a time. How do you know you're making the right decision on anything? That's why you need to be still so you can see the right decision. Because if you have doubt, you're operating out of darkness, of the darkness of your imagination, out of your pride, your ego. But I would deal with it one step at a time. And whatever the outcome is, I hope that I'm ready to accept it. See how easy that is? <laughs> yeah, that's easy. That's hard to say that. That means you're letting go. You might, you might have to face to say that, well, maybe you're not going to stay here. When you you that's right. Lose. When you take it one step at a time, you're ready for the outcome. <coughs> one step at a time, and you're ready for the outcome, whatever it is. You really are. It doesn't seem like you will be, but you really are ready for the outcome. And, and, okay, let me take this young man, and I'll come back to you guys. Yes? Scott's question. I wanted to talk about that. Um, there was a time at work where both, where it was easy, and then there was a challenge, and it was tough, and it was so tough that I was um, over on the island, supposed to be having fun, and yet I was stressing about the job. Yeah. Um, but then, now that that's over, and I learned from it, and you know, I'm, I'm more skilled from it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm in a rest mode now again where, you know, it's not uh, stressful. The job is much easier. Now I kind of miss that. And so... You miss the stress? Yeah. Uh, yeah you, want, you want a new... You know, I, I'm rested up and I want, the new you know, I want another challenge again. Mm. But yet, you know, you're still like, oh, whoa, that was tough, you know. It, it's just like um, um, Army guys experience that too after they've been in a tough situation, a tough fight, they miss that after a while. Yeah. They miss the stress of it. They, they're, they're griping when they're in it, and they're, and they're bored when they're out of it. You know, so the ego, 
what it is is the ego's a, a constant whiner. It doesn't like you know the, the, the easy life. It doesn't like the hard life. It doesn't like anything. Yeah. It, it'll complain either way. And, yeah. and you're worried about this inertia thing. And it's all it is is just the ego doesn't like to start something new. Doesn't like to be stressed. It doesn't like to not be stressed. Yeah. It doesn't like anything. The one thing I can tell you about the inertia thing. And no job is too tough if you do it one step at a time. If you don't try to jump ahead of what needs to be done right now, you know, everything starts with one step, right? So if you take that first step and just do what needs to be done, when you get to the next step, it's clear what needs to be done. You get to the next step, it's clear. But if you're trying to figure the job out ahead of time, it's going to look stressful in your mind and it's going to seem hard to you and you're going to believe the lie in your head and then it becomes hard. But but if you walk in the light and do things one step at a time, it's not hard at all. It's absolutely not difficult. It's only difficult in your imagination. And everything is difficult in your imagination, in your pride, because you're on your own. You're, you're working in darkness in your imagination. But at one step at a time, you're working in the light. And it works out very well. And I handled the biggest mistake I made, my challenge, you know, at work, I, I handled it with fear. And so I would do That's every what the imagination other, does. Yeah, I would do every other thing but that. Yeah. And it got delayed and then things got worse, you know, because I didn't The one thing I want you guys to understand about God, he loves us. His children, he loves us. He loves all people, I guess, but he definitely loves his children, right? And he's gonna take care of you. He's gonna make your life easy. And and then when the people come at you trying to destroy you, He's going to even allow you to overcome that too and deal with that. But he's going to make your life easy. He is your father. Once you accept him as your father, he is your father. And all, if you're struggling through life, it is because you have not accepted his ways. His ways are easy. His burdens are light. And he's going to pass it on to his children. So if you're struggling with life, all in the name of Jesus, it means that you just know about him and you don't know him. You're not one with him. Your father would take you in his arm and carry you through. And he would show you how to walk through it without stressing. He does not want you to be of stress. He wants you to be a perfect love. Really, that's what he wants for you. But your mind, you gotta, that's why you got to wake up so you can see how your mind is tricking you in all that you do. It's a game that the not you that dwells in you is playing on you at all time, but because you don't know yourself, you don't see it going on with everything. He comes after you with everything you do. Absolutely everything. From the moment you open your eyes until you close them, having dinner, lunch, breakfast, talking to other work, whatever it is you're going after, he's coming after you to make it tough for you, to deceive you, to make you doubt yourself. To make you struggle. But if you're walking in the light, he can't win over you. Isn't that amazing? Yes. It's, you know. um, okay, make it short because I, I want to get I to am, everybody. Yeah, I just, wanted, I just wanted to say that I noticed that my only problem is, my only problem is, it's not all the other stuff in the life. My only other problem, my only problem is I'm just too identified with my ego. Yes. That's it. The That's only it. problem. Once, once I realize that, it, everything just started to get so easy. You're of your father the devil. Yeah. You're too identified with your father the devil. That's you it. are totally identified. That's and that's it. what the ego is, your father the devil, yeah. the deceiver. And he made a promise that he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. And the deceiver is your father. 
When you believe him, you believe the lie, you're going to suffer. One thing I want to say about what you said about all the prayer, I heard of... Uh, oh, Jesse, before you say that, I'd just like to say that I... To, to illustrate that, when you get pain from something, right? You realize you did something wrong or something. I used to think I'm in pain, but once I realized that, that I'm too, separ too close to my ego, I realized my ego's in pain. It isn't me. Yes. And then it just, it's gone. That's right. It's gone. It's not there. Let me say one thing about that pain thing. When you are in pain, the, the, the not you, the spirit that made a home inside of you is in pain, you need to see the pain all the way through. You need to go all the way with the pain so you can get over it. Because if you don't go, and, and, and the reason I'm saying this is because I happen to counsel with some people, and they suffer in the ego pain halfway, part of the way, but not all the way, and they end up coming back to it again. You got to go all the way with the pain so you can overcome it. And it's not you, but it's the pain of your ego. The spirit, is, and Paul talked about this, the spirit that made a home in you, and it makes you do the things you don't want to do, you got to see that all the way through in order to overcome it. You can't see it halfway and think that it's over. That makes sense? Yeah. Some people are willing to suffer, but only so far. That's me. Let's say that. You say no? Yeah. Uh, let me, how can I give you an example? Um, do you have an example for her? I can't think of a, uh, that's I want me. a person. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what my complaint has been about myself for all my life is I can take pain oh, up I to got a certain one. point, but then... I can't take it all the way. Yeah, I have a good one. And it's just because I, just, I, I think it's me yeah. suffering the pain. And it's, it's not me. It's, it's, it's another identity I'm too close to. And so once I realize that, the pain is not personal anymore. Yes. And then I can suffer through it. Let me tell you all. That's a very good point. But let me tell you all the way through pain. And I can relate to this because I've done it before. Uh, I have a guy coming on my radio show this week who broke up with his wife. Uh, because of something he did. He said that he was mean or whatever. He's going to be talking about it. And so when his wife left, he had grief pain. He was missing her. He was lost. He was tripping. I mean, wait until you hear this story, right? And things in the house didn't seem the same anymore. He really had it hard. And so instead of seeing that all the way through, he got his wife back. And when his wife came back, he feel better. And so, but what he, and so now he's like, almost worshiping this woman because now he thinks she is the stronger one. She's the right thing. I should not have let, let her go and all that kind of stuff. God made us together, right? But what he doesn't realize, he stopped the pain by getting her back, but the pain is still there. And she's just substitute, substituting God for him to make him feel good. And as soon as that woman get mad or walk away again, the pain going to come back again. What he should have done is stayed away from her until he was completely over that wrong relationship with her, endured that pain until God, because God would have caused him to cry out and say, God, I'm wrong. He would allow him to see, this woman is my God. That's why I have the pain. But he didn't see it through. It's still there now. And, and if she leaves, he's going to have to hurry up and find another woman or take her back at any cost. That makes sense? That's just one example of not seeing pain through that we all have at some point experience, unless there's something wrong with you, you know. But, that's, so, but that can come with anything, any kind of pain. Fear, if you feel fear, you need to see it all the way through. Just watch yourself feeling the fear. Don't stop it with anything. 
And then God will rebuke that spirit because it's a spirit that's inside of you. And that's what you're overcoming, the spirit of that thing. But when you cut it off by replacing it with something, you, it's still there. You have not changed. You just feel better, right? You have fed the thing, if anything. You gave it life by giving into it. Can you relate to that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you gave it life by giving into it rather than overcoming. If you feel embarrassed, uh, rather than getting mad at the people who are embarrassing you, let yourself feel embarrassed all the way through. Because it's not you, but it's that thing that he's talking about that made a home inside of you. It is embarrassing. It feels embarrassed. And if you could let yourself feel embarrassed, it's going to tell you, oh, look how they're looking at you. They're all laughing at you. They're all thinking this about you. It doesn't want to die. And it stays alive when you give into it like that. When you come, become angry at the people who, are trying to, who you think are trying to embarrass you. It's not you. It's your ego. It's, it's the spirit that made a home in you. It is not you. If someone can make you mad, they're not making you mad. They're making that thing mad inside of you. The real you can care less. The true you can care less. That bit of you that is created in God's image could care less. But you're so identified with the not you, you think that's you. Isn't that amazing? But the real you could care less. That's why when you die from this spirit that's not you, you come alive and you realize, wow, all those things I thought were so important mean nothing to me now. It never meant anything to the true you. It's just that you're not connected or identified with the real you. You are identified with the not you, the spirit that's made a home in you. Even when you feel shy, that's not you either. We're just folks. In, 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 in the norm, it why would I be shy of another person? You know, this person has to do the same thing. They bleed like I bleed. You know, they're hungry like I'm hungry. So the real you is not living. It's the not you that's living, that's living because that's what you identify with. Isn't that amazing? This is why you got to get to know yourself. You know, God said that we wrestle not. Oh, I wanted to ask you guys this question. But everybody have a lot to ask me, so I, to be fair to you, I'll do that. Yes, sir. You, you're still not finished. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, what caused me to actually see that little separation between me and my ego is um, I was groaning over some failure that I had, right? So I was like down about it, right? And then I realized because I had read this scripture that God had said to Adam, he said, you know, oh, great. Why, did, why weren't you this way in, 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 uh, in, in paradise when you were being tempted? You know, why didn't you come to me then like you're coming to me now yeah. on your temptation? And I thought, you know, it's the same thing. Why am I not groaning when I'm having the temptation? Like, oh, you know, stay away. No, I'm into it. And, yeah. then, I, and then I, you know, falsely groan about it afterwards. You know, I get into it, fail, and then, and then groan about it. But why isn't it there ahead of time? You know, where is it? And so I could see that all that's, all that's happening is the devil, through my ego, is playing both sides. As a matter of he fact, the devil is your ego. The devil is your ego. That's yeah. his nature that you're operating from. You're of your father, the devil. When you respond to ego, you're of your father, the devil. I don't care how many scriptures you quote right after that. You're of your father, the devil, every time you respond to your ego. Because that is his nature. Isn't it like deep when you think about it? That's his nature. And some people say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm holy. 
but yet they're mad, they're insecure, they're angry, they're tripping. They're of their father the devil. And we tend to think of a person as of their father the devil, we tend to think of a mean person, right? Some of the nicest people in the world are of their father the devil. That's why they're nice, because they're of their father the devil. The devil is nice so that he can deceive you. Isn't that amazing? You're of your father the devil when you trip. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some of you thought you weren't of your father the devil, huh? Are you done, sir? And, and it's funny that even the most... <laughs> I, I could talk all day on this stuff. Um, it's I love funny, it. even, even the most subtle thing, like you get out of your, your nice little car or truck and, yeah. you, and you look around to see if anybody's seeing you get out. That's right. Even that little thing that you think is so innocent, that's part of the problem. <laughs> that's part of your problem that you have. Yeah. I remember when I used to let my son drive. He, he came to live with me for a little while. I used to let him drive. He was about, what, five years old or so. And I would sit him up and let him drive. Instead of him keeping an eye on the road, he's like looking all around to see who's looking at him driving. I'm like, Marvin, you're going to kill us. They see you, buddy. You don't have to look, all right? <laughs> but it's all ego. It's all ego. It's like when you put on a suit, you feel sharp, right? All ego. If a suit can make you feel sharp, you're all ego. Isn't that amazing? You take your suit off, you don't feel as sharp. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> it's just a, a jacket and pants, but it gives you a feeling. Yes. Have you noticed that? It gives yes. you a feeling. Women go to the beautician, and they stay up in there for hours at the beautician shop and spend hundreds of dollars coming out feeling ego. And then black women go home and sweat it out that night, and it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, just like that. But it's all ego is of your father the devil. You are of your father the devil. So I don't need this lip gloss. <laughs> no, you should put on some. Um, yeah, you better. <laughs> I'm not saying don't come up in here with makeup on. Put on some. But just know, all I'm saying is just know that reaction you get from it, that feel good you get from it. That sense of identity is your father, the devil. That's not your true nature. That's what I want you to know about it. That makes sense? Yes. And if you could watch it, you would see it, and then you would overcome it. All right. Are you done yet, sir? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Pat, you had your hand a while back. You still want to say what you have to say? You don't want to? Yes, sir. Yeah. And I'm coming back over here, ladies. Yeah. Early on, you talked about, you know, that God is doing everything for us. If you, yeah. Everything. He would. It's either the God that created you or the other God that made a home in you. Yeah, but that God that created us really wants, in other words, he, he would do everything for us. Everything. 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 You know what? When it, uh, when but you, you can't just, believe you that. that. You when can't you, believe that with your mind. I was going to say, I was going to say, you know what? An unbelief. Or something comes up and you say, you know, that's hard to believe. Yes. And it's that's hard what to the believe. problem is. You see? And like, like you know, this couldn't really be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's what it is. Yes. Very and, good, man. You're and, absolutely right. And then, but, but then, you know, immediately when you meet, I mean. Uh, unbelief come up about that notion that God would do everything for you. It's hard to believe that, right? Mm -hmm. how, how, how is he going to do everything for me? What does that mean, you know? Yes. But it's true. He will do everything for you. Yeah. And I'm glad you recognize that unbelief that came up. Yes. 
But I will also immediately see, you know what that really is? It's pride. Yeah. Because you know what? If everything is done for me, how can I be proud of it? How could I be proud of it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It can't be. And it's it's your it's your pride that actually uh, brings about that feeling of I mean that that feeling of unbelief. Yes. That's inside of you. And that's the nature of the devil. You're it of is. your father the oh, devil. See people of their father the Absolutely. devil don't even know they're of their father the devil. That is pride. The yeah. fact that you can't even believe that he would do everything for you because this other nature inside of you would not allow you to believe it. That's right. And so you it deceive you now you feel like, okay, I, all right, I'll let God do it for me. Then you go out hustling, trying to make it happen. <laughs> and then when you get it done, you're all stressed out. And then you give glory to God. Oh, the Lord did this for me. He had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and see how the lie just works? It yes. just constant lies. Isn't that something? Yep. Uh-huh. That's why I want you guys to think on these things during the week instead of out there hustling and bustling and not thinking about what is right. And the reason you think about that way about the prayer, tell me again that all these layers of prayer you do. <laughs> the um, praise, uh -huh. confession, thanks, and um, prayer for others. Yeah, you do that every morning. I, I go through that. Every morning. Awake Anytime time. I pray. Anytime you pray, your daughter tells you, look how crazy my mom is. What <laughs> is she doing? And why do you do that? I learned it in church. Yes. And that's the point I want to make. The preachers are teaching the congregation to go through all that. All they are doing is reading the Bible and the Lord is saying, prayer, praise, worship, holler, hoop, and dance. And that's what you have to do to find God. Uh, even if it's not working, you do it anyway. It's working. And they're teaching the people to do it by rote and the people are doing it and it's still not working because it's all in vain. And all the Bible is doing is telling you what other folks have done when they didn't have what we have. That's what it's telling you. Here's what Jojo did before the spirit came and made a home in him. He got up every morning, he did this, he did that. And, it, you know, it's just telling you the story about people. God doesn't want you to start doing that. That's why Jesus came and put everything back so we can be one with the Father and he'll work through us. But the church has taught you, you've got to do what the Bible says. And it doesn't work. It's just stories about other folks. It's letters that have been put together. And people are trying to do it by rote. They're like puppets on a string. And it's not working. Their kids are being dumbed down. They're ending up in divorces. They're, they're going nuts. Why are they going through all these things that the preachers are telling them to do? I heard a preacher this morning as I was riding in telling his congregation to do all this madness. It's not necessary. It's easy now. Just be still and allow it to happen. It's much easier now. We have the Holy Spirit. We have a teacher. Isn't that better? Don't that feel better? None of us feel better to know you don't have to get up and make yourself look all crazy to your family. You feel like what? You feel like it's wrong? I almost feel like it's yes. wrong what you're telling me because I'm so indoctrinated by being told to do that. But I also add one to I always say, God, let me make your kingdom my, your, my primary concern. What can I do to serve you more? So is that wrong too? The only thing you can do is let go. And that's good you ask, let your will be done. But all he's telling you, okay, uh, daughter, if you want my will to, to be done, shut up. <laughs> hear, so you can hear from me. So you can see, so I can guide you. 
then my will will be done. But if you get up making all this noise and hooping and hollering because you're being, doc, being indoctrinated, then you're with your father the devil. It's a waste of time. You I don't, think sometimes I get to a point where I do um, fall down and say, okay, just what is it? Like, I don't know what to do. I surrender. <laughs> Let go. And that's a psalm too. Yeah, I, I surrender, surrender all. Lord, Lord, I surrender. I surrender and they ain't surrendering nothing. <laughs> all to thee, my blessed Savior, I they surrender They ain't surrendering one thing. All to thee, my blessed, blessed Savior, Savior, I surrender. Up that line. It's just a feel-good song. <laughs> it does feel good. And then it makes you cry because yes, they, it doesn't make you cry. cry. If they sing it long enough, you start yes, crying. Well, Like, oh, Lord, I surrender. <laughs> You just start crying. Now you feel like you're surrendering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing but the truth will help me, God. I am not making this up. I think people are honestly trying to they surrender do. all, but yeah. it's like you said, they're not giving them the tools also to That's right. really the people surrender want all. It. We sang the song, but then I said, now, you, and, and sometimes they do, but they kind of put a lot of other stuff with it too. They'll say, yeah. come to the altar. Yes. Give it all up. And some and of then, them will say, now don't go back to your seat and, and, and take it up and start thinking about it again. Really leave it there and trust God that and God And you can't is leave nothing at the altar down at the church. <laughs> you go down to that altar and that preacher and all those sisters in white and the deacon come and lay hands on you. They be whispering in your ear, oh Lord, that's the Lord. You're going to be all right. And you start crying at the altar. And the only thing you left there are a few tears messing up the carpet. <laughs> because you walk right away with the same problems. And you know why? Because of yourself you can do nothing. If you want, really want to leave it at the altar, then you sit still and let it happen. That's how you leave it. Uh, I've gone to several churches and spoken and people like, admit that they have these issues. And they can see what I'm talking about. And then right at the end of the meeting, the preacher said, okay, everybody come down and need prayer, right? And they have all these folks who come down, lay hands on them, and rob their moment. That's who rob it. Because now they got everybody all wired up, emotional, feeling sad for themselves, and they think that's the answer to the problem, and it's not. Once you see it, you don't need anybody to be sweating over you after that. Once you see it, it's God who allows you to see it. You can go free now, now go and live. You don't need to come down to an altar for someone and pull up your emotions and make you think that's what it is. Anyway, if you want to call in, folks, it is uh, 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. Uh, you can email radio, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, all right? Put your name in town. And make sure it's related to what we were talking about today. Do you guys really see that of yourself you can do nothing? Everybody see that a little bit? But let me say this. Because yes, you may see it because I'm saying it. It still may not work. Ask God to allow you to see it. And he will reveal it to you in a spiritual way that set you free. That's all the way I was able to get over it. I had heard it over and over. All of our stuff, we could do nothing, right? But he allowed me to see that of myself, I could do nothing. And that's why I was able to give up trying to do anything. But if the preacher said it, I could see in an intellectual way that that makes sense, but it wasn't revealed to me. When it's revealed to you, it is life. It is freedom. And that's where the problem is. 
is not being revealed to you. Freedom comes through revelation. Freedom comes freedom come through realizing. Not you realizing, but he's causing you. He's causing everything. When he can cause you to realize, then you're free. And so there's a difference between seeing it because I said it and it being revealed to you. That makes sense? I'm glad I realized that to tell you that because what I'm saying makes sense to you intellectually. But if it's not being revealed to you, you're going to walk out of this door or walk away from your computer and still try again. All right, it got to be revealed to you. And when it's revealed to you, you're going to know it because it's over. It's over. No more effort. No more whatever it is. No more cigarettes. Whatever it is. Once it's revealed to you, you're free from it. Y'all looking mighty strange. <laughs> Are you thinking about what I'm saying? I get it. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Once it's revealed, you said, ask God to allow you to let go and yeah, let not me try to see do anything. It. Allow you to see it. I ask God, the most of the time when I ask God for something, it's for more light. I just want more light. I want more of his mindset. That's what I want because I know everything else will be fine. Is that like asking for more wisdom? Yes. Same thing. Exactly the same thing. Because if you got light, you got wisdom. You got wisdom, you got light. You so got we can history. ask for a thing. We can ask for light. And like don't I go around every day asking for that. You know, just let it, you'll know when to ask and when not to ask. But if you sit still, you're going to see life is working anyway. And then if you try to ask for something, you're going to feel silly. Why am I asking for this? I don't need to ask. But your old nature is going to want to ask because that's what you're addicted to. But you'll resist it. Really, you would rarely have to ask for anything. Very rarely. All right. Um, okay, real fast for me, John, because time is going fast. I want to uh, get to everybody. You know, it just recently occurred to me, and it kind of fits in right now, talking about church and stuff like that. You know, I was born and raised Catholic, went to church every Sunday, was a... Uh, an altar boy, and believe it or not, I was even in the seminary to become a priest for one year. Wow. And, uh, I'm glad you got your money back. They <laughs> <laughs> kicked me out. Anyway, <laughs> they um, did you a favor, and they kicked you out. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, I suppose. But yeah. anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, uh, you know, you yourself went to church for a long time. You know, I, I think I was born in the church. Yes. On the morning band. So then right. the question is, how come you weren't able to see then? You know what? How come I wasn't able to see? Yeah. I mean, you saw intellectually, like so many people do in church. Right. But you know what, you know what actually uh, uh, really helps and really makes church church? If the truth is in a preacher. It if helps. The love yes. is in a yeah. preacher. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You know what? That will enable the people to see. And that's what the preacher, if you're truly called by God, to direct the people, that's what he does. God allows him to point the people back to him, yes. back to themselves, back to him. That's what he does. He, does, he doesn't want you to come to the preacher and he brainwipes your head with a bunch of words. Yes. He, as a matter of fact, he wants to take you away from the, the written word and, and, and point toward the word that is uh, written in your heart. Yes. That's where you should be looking. And then to add something else, you, know, you go to church every Sunday. And your life doesn't really change. Yeah. You still have, you know, the pains inside. Like, for instance, you know what? I was addicted to women, you know? But that moment when I was, you know, 
when that process took place, when I finally heard somebody, saw somebody, that yeah. spoke the truth, you know what, from that moment on, my life started to change. And the truth just said Really, you really started to change. Yes, sir. You see? Yeah. So when you go to church and you listen to those preachers, as millions of people do today, Sunday, okay? All they, you know, they, yeah. in other well, words, the their life really doesn't get better. Yeah. And they don't, they only see intellectually. They don't really, what I do got they see? Yeah. Okay, appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. you had your hand a while back. Oh, yeah. When John was talking earlier, he was saying he doesn't believe. But I, I really, I do believe because I have like samples of it. Yeah. But you answered my question when you said it has to be revealed to us. Because yes. it's like I don't have a faith yeah. to have to let go. Yeah, uh, somebody in the Bible said, help me with my unbelief. Mm -hmm. Who was that? Yes. Who said it? Um, I believe, Thomas. Lord, help Thomas. my unbelief. Yeah. yeah, who said that? Thomas. Thomas said it. Yep. If I ever have another babe by my name is Thomas, I like that name. <laughs> he said, Lord, I, I want to believe, but I can't, so help me with my unbelief. And that's what you're dealing with. you got to ask him to help you with that. And he'll start revealing things to you, and you will go free. You will come back into faith. And if you can admit that you can't believe. Well, a lot of people can't even, won't admit that they can't believe because they believe that they do believe, but they're believing with the intellect instead of the spirit. And that's what the problem is. Most people don't even know that they don't believe. Because they're believing what they hear about the Bible. The Bible the Bible's right what it's saying. The preacher's right when he throw the Bible on you. So they are believing that, and they think that's belief. That, that is a form of belief, but it doesn't set you free. It's an earthy belief. It's a shallow belief. There's a deeper belief within us. And we can't get it from another man. He has to reveal it to us. He has to give it to us. That makes sense? Yes. All right. What are you thinking about all this right now? What am I thinking about? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that, um, that if you can't, you can't change yourself, and I'm confused about something, because if you can't change yourself and you see yourself do wrong, um, then it's just... Hopelessly. <laughs> it's not hopeless. If you can see yourself being wrong, that's the hope. That's the faith. The problem is you don't realize all you need to do is see yourself being wrong. That's what you don't realize yet. You think that it's a negative and you need to do something about it. But every time you try to do something, it gets worse instead of getting better. But if you can see that you're wrong, that's where your hope is in seeing that. God is with, with you on that one. I don't know. It's just that he always says, well, Speak up I can't, he, he'll say, like, I can't change myself. I, I am what I am. Like, right. it, that confuses me. Why? He, he's right about that. Right. He is a no good sinner. He can't change it. He just needs to see it. Right. But I don't hear the, the hopefulness in his way of thinking. And it don't worry makes about me it. doubt. Don't worry about it. It's not your business. You keep your eye on yourself and take your eye off him, okay. and you won't have his doubt. You'll have your own path. Right. You understand that? Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Yes. What do you understand about that? Um, that I should just um, uh, forget about his path. Yes. How he thinks. Right. You know, I, I noticed that 
Um, people, uh, the people's minds, the way they think. Don't say people mind yours. No, no, but I'm thinking about other people, how they think. It's like, it's screwy to me. Like, I... <laughs> Just like it's screwy. You know? Can I say screwy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me consult my lawyer. <laughs> it's, it's screwy to be thinking about what your husband is thinking and the way he's doing it. He's doing. Right. Because he could, if he tell you, honey, I can't do anything on myself, he could be on the right track, but your mind gonna say, "Oh, look how he's thinking. Oh, that's ridiculous. He's yeah. being weak." And now you, the attention is taken away from you. That's right. That's and so that's screwy thinking right there. Yeah, yeah. You have to stay with yourself. Yeah, that's right. Let your husband and, and he ain't gotta work this out. Right. And you work out yours. That doesn't mean you don't be honest with him, but you can't judge what he's going through. That's true. And so you, your mind is sat on him, and that's not normal thinking. No, it isn't. Yeah, so that's screwy thinking. It is screwy thinking. Yeah, so while those other people's thinking is screwy, so are yours. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. But you never thought of yours being screwy thinking. No, no, I did. Did I you think that I was screwy thinking, thinking, looking at him, talking about what he is or isn't doing? No, I was just thinking, I'd rather stay with my screwy thinking than other people's screwy thinking. Right. <laughs> that's good. So stay with yours, don't worry about his or anyone else. Because the people who are judging other folks' screwy thinking are screwy thinkers. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm going to show you in a minute why I say that too. I found this this morning in my office in the Bible, and I'll show you in a minute. Did that help a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So once you can see that of yourself, you can do nothing about your messed up self, that's all you need to do. Don't judge it. Don't become frustrated. Don't try to run out and fix it. Just see it. And it's God who allows you to see it. And in that light, he will resolve the issue for you. Yes, he has done that for me. Yeah, and he will continue. It is so gentle. It's it, unbelievable that's how right. gentle it is. Did you hear that? It is sweet. Yeah. It is sweet. It, it is it's love. That's why it's so... Yeah. Gentle. It's like I used to think it's going to be this big powerful thing that, no. that comes. And That's the black people church. <laughs> 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 but you're absolutely right. It's like, it's just, it's just so nice. Yeah. It's like, there really is hard to find the right words for it, huh? Mm -hmm. But I like that word. And it's like you're being made new or something or something. But it's just so sweet, and it's like the washing away of darkness and with the light, and it's just refreshing. You know, just like fire, you know, just, it's wonderful, it's marvelous, it's, yeah. it's all the things that they sing about in the church, but no, but they don't experience it. You know what I mean? I, um, I have a quick question. So many people, let me just take on this side a little bit, since you guys are... Uh, Taking up all the time on, with that man over there. All the time. <laughs> um, you had your hand in the back a while back. You forgot? Um, Susan, you had yours. I just wanted to, um, I was, I've been seeing the same thing she was talking about is keeping your eye on yourself and knowing yourself. Right. And so when you were saying you don't even know that you don't believe, you know, you won't admit. Like, it's hard to admit that the truth about yourself 
that you don't believe. Right. That, that, but once you admit it, you can. It's so easy, like she said. But if you don't know that you don't believe, you think you're believing right, then how would you even yeah, admit you don't know? It's so crazy. And the way you admit it is what he just experienced. What I said, God would do everything for you. You don't have to do anything. He had this thing that, this doubt come up in him that he was able to see that he didn't believe that. Yeah. That's the revelation that I'm talking about. He saw this thing in him saying that, no, that's not true. You can't believe that. The other day, somebody uh, went off on me, and I'm a real coward, you know, and I'm always, I don't face things, but this time I was calm, and I was, but, but there was a part of me that says, okay, you're calm, um, but it, it was like trying to make something out of the calm. Yeah, if something tells you that you're calm, you're not calm. Yeah, well... I thought I was calm. No, if something I told you you were, you're not. I don't usually see, but. Let me make this point real clear to you okay. folks, because I hear that a lot. Something told me I was calm. That's your father, the devil. Calmness is not going to tell you that you're calm. You just do. And notice you don't overreact. Especially yeah, when you're I, I didn't overreact. But you said something told you that you were calm. But no, what I was going to say is I didn't overreact, and I didn't overreact. Um, to the degree that I could see something telling me, wanting me to make more of this than it was. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're quite clear. I understand that. So I think I was calm enough to see that. Uh-huh. If you saw that, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Ernest, what are you getting from this? Well, what, the conversation with Susan? The, the whole dialogue. Be still and know. You gotta come out of your head so you can receive this, all right? Huh? Come out of your head. Yeah. Um, yes, ma'am. Mm, my um, my ego tells me that it's real hard in my relationship because my husband is not seeking God. You know. All lies. And All lies. It's difficult in terms that? of our, well, sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. I fall into it. Yeah. It makes it harder All to lies. deal with everything and trying to follow him and, you know, be in the right spirit of things. Yeah. All lies. Let, let you of your father the devil. Let your father the devil tell you that. You believe in him. So I should get my, my, uh, what did you say? My thoughts should just stay on myself. Yes. Myself. Don't let the devil... See, God is not going to tell you anything negative like that about your husband. He's not going to do that to you because he knows that will separate you from your husband. It will make your life difficult. So when things are happening, like if he's still emotional, very emotional, whatever, and I just need to be patient and still yes, myself. Wish him well. Reaction. Be honest but of love with him. And don't let your father, the devil, tell you, oh, you're, you're not going to make it, sister, because your husband is in your way, and he's weak, and he's that. It's all lies. He's got to bring me through it, whatever. Yes, no ma'am. What. Yes, ma'am. If you keep your mind on you and not on your husband, because you don't know all the things your husband is uh, feeling and thinking and what he's going through and how difficult it must be inwardly for him and, you know, his wife looking at him and he want to provide... This man could be going through a lot, and if you, you allow your father, the devil, to judge him, then you're not going to be of any service to him. You become a problem. 
That makes sense? That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that. Real fast, real fast. Yeah, I just I wanted to comment quickly what you were talking about, about um, that we tend to, or you, you were saying we need to see the fear or pain all the way through. All the way through. Yeah, and that's something that uh, I was always unwilling to do, and that, uh, that, you know, I'd go to a certain degree, but then I'd turn back, and I'd, I'd freak out, or I'd react, and yeah. then I'd go back into my shell, you know, and now I, I, you know, I'm, I realize it's not that big of a deal, you know, if you're feeling fear or pain, just if you're calm about it, it's, you'll make it through, you know, and I, I, I just reacted so badly to it, and it, it just got worse. It stays with you. It will never go away until right. you face it. Yeah. It, it will stay with you. That's right. Do you understand that? Yes. You gotta see fear all the way through. Now while you're trying to see it through, your father the devil is telling you, it's not true. They're after you. You should do this. This is right. Because it doesn't want to leave your body. It wants to stay a part of you. So it's trying to talk you out of it. And it's going to sound like your voice. It's going to sound like whomever voice, right? Anything to convince you to give it life rather than giving it death. God said in order to live, we must lay down this life. We got to die from this other life. We got to die from this ego. Really. That's the only way you're going to live. You can play games with yourself and think you're living. You're not. You got to die in, or that's in order to live. That's why he said only a few. Now can you understand why only a few is going to find this straight and narrow path? This thing is hidden from everybody. <laughs> it's weird. It's hidden, but yet it's available for those who seek after it. It's hidden, but it's available. Uh, what do you think about What are you getting from this, James? I like it. Um, yeah. I just kind of doubt that I'll ever really get it. I'm sorry? I, I feel doubtful that I'll ever really get it's, it. So it's telling you that now? Uh-huh. You're telling you you never get it? Yeah. Yeah. Let it pass. Just let yourself feel that. Let yourself go through that. Do nothing about it. Just feel like you're dying because it hurts to let yourself feel that way. Right? Uh-huh. Let it feel. That's not you. That's this thing that's living off this kind of information by making you doubt yourself. You've got to let yourself feel that way. Okay. Do you want to come up here for a minute? Okay. You do? <laughs> You said okay? <laughs> well, you don't need to come since you said okay. So okay. <laughs> but you got to let yourself feel that. You know what I'm saying? Let it just let, it, let the thing talk to you. Let yourself feel it. Let it just hurt. Let it just feel it. Let it just, and don't do anything. And it'll start to fade away because you're not overreacting and giving it life. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's not, even if it doesn't right now. Just let yourself feel that way. Okay. All right? Don't try to stop the feeling. And be aware of it. Just be aware of yourself feeling that way. And that thing that's made a home in you, that spirit, that's I, that identity that's made a home in you, will die. God will rebuke it. You'll die away, and then you'll wake up and start living. Let me ask you something, Fabian. Uh, have you heard, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood? but against spirits and principalities in high places. Is that in the Bible somewhere? Yeah. yeah. That is in the Bible. Ephesians. Ephesians? Ephesians 6. I'm sorry? Paul said it. Ephesians what? 6 and 10. Okay, it's in the Bible. What does that mean to you? Uh, it means... 
all the, the, the doubt and the talking and the words in your head, to not fight it, just to see it, that it's not you. And uh, there is no battle that we can do to overcome the evil in our head. It, it doesn't work. So, so would just, the Bible say we wrestle not against flesh and blood? That's what you get from it? Yeah, the spirits that are projecting all kinds, all manner of horrible things in our minds is not us. And it's not our fight. It's already been fought. So we, we really are free from it if we don't struggle with it. Have you read that before in the Bible? Yes. Do you agree with what you just said? Mm, not really. What, and what does that mean when it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities in high places? We're Oh, some more stuff. Yes. Flesh and blood is, is people. Look at the preacher saying that's some more stuff. <laughs> I'm supposed to be laying out the scriptures here. <laughs> yes. Flesh and blood is, is people. So when I get angry at this gentleman, I'm not getting angry at his flesh and blood. What he did didn't um, hurt. It's, it's about the battle of the mind. Okay. Uh, Both of you are absolutely right. Now, there are spirits out there we go up against, too. You know that, right? When I'm out there debating these lunatics, these folks of the devil, I'm going up against spirits. But the real battle is within myself. It's the battle of the ego, which is not you, and the battle of the true you, which is your little nature of God. That's the battle that's going on. That's what you're wrestling against. It's not against out there. It's in here. And if you can realize that, you'll let go and overcome it. That is the spiritual battle. It's not your physical self or anything like that. It's that I want you to turn to um, John 8 for me. All right? um, but did you guys know that? That's what you're going to discover as you get to know yourself. Wow, this real spiritual battle is in me. It's, with, it's not me that's made a home inside of me and my true nature that's fighting against it, which is God's nature. That's the real battle. That is the real battle. And it's all spirits that have nothing to do with your physical except that it's made a home inside of you, inside of your mind. That is the truth. If you can grab hold of that today, you'll give up the battle of trying to resolve it yourself. Um, uh, read uh, John 8. Oh, let me put on my guy. I forgot I had him. I look smart now. <laughs> <laughs> Read John 8, 15 through 16 for me. 15 through 16 says, You judge me with all your human limitations, but I am not judging anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. I have with me the Father who sent me. This is Jesus' words. Uh, the, the reason that this other, one of the reasons that other, this, they won't die in you because you're constantly judging. You know, and I know that people say, oh, you can't judge, right? But you're judging. And when you judge, you're judging yourself. You're judging physical people when you judge others. And you give this thing food to live by. Every time you become angry, every time you condemn yourself, every time you hold uh, it against other people when they make mistakes or even if they're serious, you are judging. Jesus did not judge. What people don't know is that, and you will discover once you lay down this pride, the Father was in him. He did the judging. 
by allowing Jesus to see the reality of what was going on around him. He, Jesus didn't judge, but people think he did. He said, my father's in me. He's the one doing it. And that's what's going to happen when you're born again. You're going to become one with your father, and he's going to do all things through you, including judging things around you in the right way. And that way you're not condemning yourself by seeing what is wrong, speaking up about it, dealing with it, because of yourself, you are judged a person because you can't see beyond the physical person when you're in your ego uh, uh, state of mind. You cannot see beyond that person. So you're looking at that person and that person's action, and your ego is taking it personally, and you're overreacting. And when, but what Jesus did, he was of his father. He and his father won. And when you're born again, you and your father are one, and then you start judging things in a righteous way. That's what righteous judgment is. It's not you making the decision, but the father in you making that decision. But the, folk, the blind people don't see that. They don't know that it's not you making it. They think you are making it, and you're not. That makes sense? Yes, it does. You can't do it of yourself. You're going to do it wrong because you're blind. I appreciate that. We are out of time, folks. It, that was good. Thank you, guys. Five minutes left. Um, here's what I want you to do out there in TV land. If you want to understand what we've talked about today, don't try to make yourself understand it. You cannot understand it. The mind cannot conceive the things of God. It has to happen like the man today that says he can see that. He, can, he doubted that. And when you can see, then you're free. All right? You can't do anything of yourself. You have to allow, and you can't even allow God to do it. That's why I made this prayer, be still and know. God said when you pray, go into your prayer closet, sit down, and know him. So go in, be quiet. Just get a copy of Be Still and Know. You can get it from my website at bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org, or call my order line at 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. And order Be Still and Know, and, and do it. Just stay with it. And after a week or two, if it doesn't work, throw it away, put some rap music on it, give it to your enemy, you know, give it to your mama. Uh, but... If you want to know God, if you want to be a child of God, you got to be still and let it happen. Just come out of denial so that he can do it for you. We also have the seven guaranteed steps of spiritual, family, and financial success there. Uh, we need your tithing and offering, too. You know, a lot of people call me up and say, you know, I watch you on TV now. Should I send my tithing to you? If we're helping you, yes, because you're going to help me to help others. We need your support, all right? So we need your tithes and offer. Be sure to help us. Um, what else? My radio show is on Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you're not getting it in your, by way of radio in your area, call, visit, email, text your local radio station. We're on satellite, VCY America Satellite, and any radio station in the country to just plug us in, or anywhere in the world, really, but can plug us in and get us on radio, but in the meantime, you can hear the show live by going to bondinfo.org. We provide counseling, whether you're in the city or out of the city, we provide counseling service for you by way of telephone. Uh, all of this information is on my website at bondinfo.org, bondinfo.org. You can also order your copy of the Sunday Services webcast today. 
Thank you, Dad. You can order it today by going to bondinfo.org. Order your copy of the Sunday service webcast today, folks, by going to bondinfo.org. But God loves us. He's a smart guy. He's already had it laid out. He sent Christ to us, and Christ put everything back in order so that all we have to do is humble ourselves by admitting that we are wrong and let him just take over. And I'm telling you, uh, uh, the beginning of life is wisdom, the ability to see God's mind, and he wants us to have one mind with him, all right? So you could still do your hooping, hollering, and carrying on, and do the be still and know, and you'll see which one to let go of. All right, so go to bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. And for those who are living in the Los Angeles area, next Saturday, uh, September 13th, thank you, we're going to be having a powerful, powerful, powerful meeting for women, for ladies only, for women only. And you don't want to miss it. This is our second one, and we are ready. Ladies, if you want to be free, whatever you want to know about men, we got the answer for you. Yeah. So come with your questions about men. We're going to lay it out, whether it's your husband, your preacher, your boyfriend, your sons, your uncles, your nephews, whatever it is. We're going to answer every question you want to know about men. And, I, and when you leave here, you're never going to have another issue with men. All right, so you don't want to miss the conference next Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m., Saturday, September 13th. And seating, seatings are limited, so call 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-BOND, and sign up, 411-2663. And you need to call and sign up so we can make sure we have enough seating room for everybody. I've been totally blessed today. I'm glad you guys came alive and brought out the best in me. I love what's right. I love the truth. I love knowing of myself I can do nothing, and I know nothing, and I'm just fine with that. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in, and thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. <laughs>